Welcome back to another episode of The Disconnect. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, in the basement with Mr. Phil Hayes. Yo, what's up? One of my favorite parts of the week here, being able to sit down, just have a conversation about what's going on in the world because there's some chaos going on right now in the world. crazy shit, man. There's, There's things that are affecting the U.S., directly and indirectly as a result of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. And it's kind of a time where I feel like we're all, we're all on edge a little bit here. Yeah. I know my wife is. Yeah. And she's vocalized that in a couple different ways. She's like, Hey, should we take money out? Like, should we stock up on stuff? Like I'm watching these social media posts. Like what if there's a, um, what if there's a nuclear attack? Like what radius are we safe in? We live in, we live near the Great Lakes, so she's worried about that being since we have the largest fresh water supply here, yeah. uh, right in our backyard. She's like, we're going to be a target, yeah. And 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 she's nervous about this. And we've had this conversation before multiple times about just like the weirdness of the world that we live in right now. But this is the first time where it's like it feels like Putin's fingers on the button, yeah. It and does. it could be any day that we're seeing full blown World War Three. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little weird and it's it's also weird seeing it all over social media. I mean, that's that's the weirdest thing. Like I saw a video uh the other day, it was a TikTok where like the uh Ukrainian front lines, they were like some of their guys were walking down the street and they're kind of having a good time and then they see a missile fly over their head and they're like, "Oh my god." Like it's it's happening and you see reality smack them right in the face and you're like, "I'm just thankful that, you know, we don't deal with that over here. Well, right we, now. we have a front row seat to this yeah. and, and, and in no other time in our existence, has there been a, imagine if nine 11 would have happened during today's era where, right. You know, everybody's got their camera phone in their pocket. Everybody's live streaming. Everybody's got access to take different videos and almost it's, it's sad to a certain extent because it makes this feel much more real. You yeah. see these people who are being torn away, you know, the men 18 to age 60 having to stay behind and fight in Ukraine are right. having to be separated from their wives and their children as they flee for, uh, for, to, as refugees to Poland is where a lot of them are heading right now. Yeah. Um, but you see the 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 human reality of this and it these these people are not different from you and I they just live in a different part of the world yep, now sure. i get it stuff like this happens daily in places like palestine and the middle east yeah. where where it's a it, it's common to hear air raid sirens going off on a daily basis but there's something about this that just feels different because we're not used to it. This yeah. is this is this is uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, Eastern Europe. This is something that is very, um, for the most part, feels like it's a peaceful region of the world, right. and now it's being invaded by the Russians. And while it's very sad to watch all this play out, there's also been some really positive stories that are coming out, and I think the the uh, the big one here is just how much of a badass the Ukrainian president is. The the president yeah. Zelensky is he's just like like who is this dude? Yeah, he he doesn't care. I mean, he's like I'm st- I'm sticking around. I'm fighting for my country. And I think 
That's the thing. I think with having social media around, I think it is such a good thing because before it used to be like, you just knew what your country told you. You, you only know what, what you're being told. But when you actually, when social media is out there and stuff, you get to see the way that the rest of the world feels about you. Um, sure. and I know that a lot of those, I've seen a lot of videos with like Russian soldiers being like, we were told this was, uh, like this was training. I saw oh, no kidding. Yeah. There was a couple where wow. they were captured and they they were like, we were told this was training. And then by the time that we got on the front lines, we didn't want to go, but they said we had to, oh, or wow. we were going to so be they're, shot. They're, they're luring them into this, this, uh, this war that they, yeah. cause the, the Russian people seem to be against this. Yeah. They're not in favor. There's a few who are just brainwashed by state media where they've, They've they've just accepted this narrative that Putin's putting out there that you know yeah. the the uh, you know the West is full of lies and right. you know, this is this is a, an attack on uh, 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 Russia and and yeah. they're fighting back and you know whatever that'll play out the way it is but you've got this president in Ukraine who is in his late I think his late thirties right and yep. I, he was formerly a comedian. Like, yeah, he was on TV, I think. What the heck? Who is this guy? I mean, I that's, that's so crazy to me because he's got the quote of the century, basically, because the U.S. Uh, offered to get him out of Ukraine. Yeah. They said, we will get you out of there. Right. And he said, I don't, I, I need ammunition, not a ride. Right. Like, he's there fighting and it's inspired the entire country yeah. because, man, if, if, if Ukraine was a bigger country... Watch out because these people are resilient. I mean, they're having Molotov cocktail making parties in the streets. Yeah. And it's being put out on on the airwaves to basically say, this is how you do it. Instructional videos on how to make this. You've got you've got championship boxers. Yep. uh, the Klitschko brothers coming out and fighting in this war. And signing up to participate, they're not going to sit back and let their their country be. Um, no, so they've they've got the they've got the Klitschko's and and Russia's got Steven Seagal at well, this point. Yeah, that that's a whole nother story. What the hell? I don't know. Like this is a simulation. Like there's yeah. no way Steven Seagal is is fighting f- with Russia at this point. It's weird. Who's but, who's next? Rodman. Yeah, and that's that's the thing though. I think that the the difference is you have. Are a Russian army that uh, the military doesn't, they don't want to fight the war. They, this is, it's, this is a war for Putin. It's not for the, the people of Russia. And I, I think when you see that up against the Ukrainian people who are like, no, we're fighting for our country. You've all seen the movies where the, the team that, uh, you know, gets together and they all, are a cohesive unit. I mean, that's who wins the game. It's it's the mighty ducks of yeah. the of the war. The 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 deep Russia five. Is Iceland. <laughs> Russia what? is Iceland, yeah. and all of a sudden we've got the upset of the century that looks like it could be pulled off. I mean, they're doing a good job holding everybody back, but I mean, yeah. ultimately, I think the numbers are against them. And there was a uh, as a, the uh, going to Ukraine's second largest city, there was a 17 mile long convoy of Russian troops making their way towards that city. Eventually the numbers are just not in Ukraine's favor. They're not, but, but that's the thing too. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, problem logistics wise with, uh, like, did you see the videos of like the Russian, uh, tanks that were like broken down, broken down down on the the street because of no fuel. 
Yeah. And I've heard the, of a couple planes being shot down by... The ghost of Kiev. Yeah. It's like, I think that there's just kind of, uh, there's been, I think Putin underestimated things. And I think that it's been kind of a, I, I don't know. To me, it just seems like Ukraine is doing much better than they should be doing. Well, yeah, that's that's the big surprise out of all this. And they said in the, in the media, they said... Putin wasn't ready for this to last no, five uh-huh. days, but I want to no. go back to something you said just a minute ago. You said, this isn't a war for the Russians. This is a war for Putin. Right. Russia is a country for Putin. Right. It's not a country for Russians. He abuses his yeah. power and he's, you know, it's kind of gross when you go back and you start to listen. You there, I, I've seen a clip circulating where, where people are like, no, this one guy's interviewing a woman. If you had the choice, would you vote for Vladimir Putin or Joe Biden? Yeah. This is an American woman. And she says, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Putin. Putin. Like how, how, how brainwashed are you at this point to think that this warmonger, uh, leader, uh, dictator who basically, uh, abuses his, his people is war is better than Joe Biden. I mean, come on. I'm not a Joe. I'm not a Joe Biden fan by any means, but I can hear, I can see the pure insanity in that statement. Like, I'm sorry, but no, do you want to live in Russia? Then fucking go. Yeah. Be my guest, leave the United States, go to Russia and be under the reign of Vladimir Putin. And let me know how you feel about it the next day. People like to make big statements like that, but they don't really mean it. You, I mean, Putin is, he's insane. I mean, and, and that's the thing is that when you have a a guy that you know abuses his power in that way, this is what you end up getting. And I always I wonder too, like if you see these uh, tanks broken down on the side of the road and stuff, like is that on purpose? Like, well, that's not if they really don't want to fight. If right. they're scared to go in there, and they they hear the guy pulled over, and the one Ukrainian yeah. guy pulled over, and he goes to the guys, he goes, "Hey, uh, uh, we already, you guys are already retreating. Uh, do you want me to tow you back to right. Russia?" Like, and yeah. he's laughing about it, and but it's like that's the attitude that they have. But I think this has, on a global scale, right, shown to a certain extent how inept, right, they actually are. Yeah, how how inept the Russian military uh, uh, system is to where they can't even go into a uh, a country like Ukraine and right. overtake them without some major major logistical issues. Yeah, and when you look at it from that standpoint, the only thing they have right now are the nukes. Yeah, and that's the threat that he has on. Everybody who's in that, like if you were, if I was in any country in Europe right now, I'd be pissing my pants. Oh yeah. I'd be, I would be, I'd be sitting in my basement stocked up with everything because you don't know when those attacks are coming and they are so close that there's not going to be, be an opportunity for intervention. And he has said, if any country, any NATO ally tries to intervene in this, in, 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 in his invasion of Ukraine, there will be, uh, basically the nukes are coming out. Well, and that's where I, I don't know if that's a bluff or if that's something he, cause I I mean, you have to look at the like reality of it, where if he drops anything, it's not going to be a situation. Well, and I don't think anyone would start throwing nukes back. Of course they would. See, you think so, but I, you don't think the U S would have nukes pointed at Russia if they, I, I honestly, I think they would go straight to Russia and they would, 
get Vladimir Putin. I think they. I you think won't be able to find him. You. I think if the whole world is looking for him, if he's, I think no. He if would. he if his the you don't under Vladimir Putin might right. be the richest person in yes. the entire world. Right, the richest person in the entire world. Yeah, the amount of gold that Russia has. I mean, you would see, and this is. I'll get to this other point in a second, but if he starts dropping nukes yeah his exit strategy is already in place his the kremlin and and in his it might be a suicide mission right the guys in his 70s he wants to bring back the the uh the soviet union of right. the past like he's either going to he's either going to accomplish his goal or he's going to die trying and yes. that's what we're looking at and that's going to yeah. come at the cost of many innocent lives and a change in this global society that we live in almost overnight. Like, yeah, just let them go. Let, let, right. let those, let those nukes fly. And if they take me out, they take me out. I'm a, I'm a, right. I am a hero to mother Russia. The only thing is though, I don't, I just don't, I wonder how many people are like with him. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm sure he's got a little inner circle and stuff, but do, do all those people want to die too? Like, there has to be enough people that feel the same way as him to make that work. Because if not, if like right now, the country of Russia, for the most part, seems like they don't want any part of this the war. The people of Russia. Right. Not the inner circle. These people are living the good life. Right. From there. Yeah. While, while everybody else is. No, right. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think they, you know, it's, it's, it's a fair comparison is, is, is Hitler, Right. Yeah, I mean that's the closest thing to you know somebody who is that um, you know the genocide. It's obvious the genocide end of it's a little different, obviously. Yeah, um, but I mean Putin's attacking. The Russians are attacking civilians, that's, right? That's documented. That's there. Yeah, but I, I think it is different now, just from a perspective of you know social media and stuff, because when you have. I, back in the day with Hitler, it's like he didn't, they didn't get to all his soldiers and stuff. Didn't get to see what was going on around the world. They didn't get to see that. Like, you know, this guy is insane, but you can see, and it depends like how big his inner circle runs. I think because you say like they're living the good life and it's like, yeah, do they all want to die too in a nuclear war? Probably not. No, they don't want to die in a nuclear war, but they're they're You, you got to understand that like, these people in Russia think that Russia is the, the leader of the free world. Like that's how they've painted their society. Like right. that's, that's the narrative that their state run media puts out there. Like you're not, yeah. you're, you're, you're not sitting back thinking like, uh, we've got this I guarantee you, nobody knows how much they're struggling in Ukraine right now. As far as the, the Russian people, they, they probably don't know that. Um, because they're only being told what's put out there. You know what I mean? Well, uh, and, and anybody yeah. who's protesting, they're arresting them on the spot and getting them off the streets. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing is I, I just don't know how much, you know, access they have to, you know, uh, Western media, because I, I don't know if they can see that. Cause that, like I said, a lot of the soldiers, they, they know, they knew that like, yeah, we don't want to do this, but they, they had to, they said that they would be shot, they would be killed, you know, so they were forced to do it. But I, I just, it's so tough because I think the whole world is, and they said also that India, I think bought lots of their military, uh, 
uh, crafts and tanks from Russia. So they're all Russian too. So they said, this is something where they might have to go back and say, if, if they're, you know, tanks are breaking down and they're, cause I've heard that like some of their aircrafts have not been working properly either. Then it's like, they have to go back and say, is our military as strong as, as we thought? So it, it really affects the whole world. I mean, ultimately way. no, nobody's military is as strong as the United States. The, no. the way we outspend every other nation right. is, is it's, it's even you combine all the uh, military force that NATO has. Yeah. You combine those and you leave the U.S. out. We still outweigh the entirety of NATO as far as our our, yeah. our troops, our stockpile, our 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 vehicles, like everything. We we hold that key. And this brings me to my next question: What do you think we'll see first, nukes or boots on the ground? I honestly, I, I don't know. The, Pick the, one. I. It's got one, one of these things is going to happen. This is not because if, yeah. if, if Russia eventually takes over the entire country, the, the entire, uh, country of Ukraine, right. Claims it as Russian territory. Poland's going to be next. Yeah. Granted there, I believe they're NATO allies. So there would be some, more of yeah, a, be an intervention, but this is the, uh, like, what is going to stop him at this point from at least trying to yeah. invade those places. You've got, uh, What's that Belarus that is that's along the border as well on the eastern side or on the western side? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's, <laughs> so uh, I'm a dummy when it comes. Yeah, to I'm not. A gra- I've just been seeing the maps put up quite a bit yeah. lately. But you know, one of those things is going to happen because you cannot let them go back to normal after this. You no, cannot. No. There, there's been war crimes have been committed. And yeah. Putin needs to be removed. You cannot let him continue to go on as a leader of this country that's just going to invade and kill innocent people at a moment's notice and threaten nuclear attack if you decide to intervene. Like, yeah. he needs to be removed. So how as a nation, how as a, how as a global community do you let him continue to operate? Yeah. You got to intervene somehow. Yeah, you got to do something. I, I don't think... I don't, I don't think I would say boots on the ground. I don't, I don't think there's going to be nuclear war. I, I don't think I, unless that's the thing is like, they said that it was uh, a lot tougher than Putin thought. And they said like, that's the scariest thing is Putin backed into a corner where if he feels like he's being, uh, you know, humiliated or he feels like there's no other option. That's what he's going to do. So it's like, it's kind of a lose, lose situation. I agree. And I think that's why, that's why everybody's kind of on heightened alert here. You know, there's one thing, you know, Russia may not be good at boots on the ground and they may not be good at, you know, invading a, a nation that is, that is hungry for war, Uh, not hungry for war, but, but, uh, uh, just so resilient that they're going to step up and defend what they believe in. Um, the, they are good at, uh, attacking our, our nation from a, from a, uh, technical, uh, the technology end of yeah, everything, the, right. from the internet, the, from the the crypto and the not the crypto, but the the banking systems and yeah. the grids. Like I think that's where we're more vulnerable. Being so far away from Russia, um, you're not as worried about maybe. Yeah, let's say they do shoot shoot off a nuke. Right. The odds of it 
landing in a space where we're going to be directly affected in the United States, I think we have a pretty good chance of survival. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's as far as being where we're located within a blast zone. Right. And I, that's the thing is that like, we don't have to worry about things like that, uh, fortunately for us, but we're just going to have to deal with all the backlash because there are going to be, I, I don't care what you say. Like we, right now we get a lot of, you know, fuel from Russia. Sure. We have, and I think that's why you don't see like a, a thing right now where it's like Putin, you're done. Like, yeah, he's not, the, these, it's, these sanctions are, you know, I, we're going to do a little bit, but we're not, yeah. but I mean, it's been, they have handed down pretty heavy sanctions yeah. and, and the, the, the world on the world stage, even, uh, you know, countries like Switzerland are intervening and, t- and, and basically uh, pulling out and, yeah. and, and basically draw, taking sides where they've they've been more neutral in the past, and you've seen companies like Shell and BP pull their oil production out of yeah. uh, uh, Russia. So yeah. they're hitting them where it hurts. Right. the 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 ruble is dropping in value as compared Hugely. to the dollar. Yeah, and people are taking their money out, and this is ultimately hurting the Russian people. It's yeah. not hurting Vladimir Putin. It's no. hurting the Russian people. And he's pretty good at already hurting the Russian people himself. So right. what are you really, what are you really doing know. here? It's, he's that's, these are, this is, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. My, my people won't be able to eat yeah. for days. No, nah, they're used to it. It's the lose, lose situation. It's like gonna go said, back, it's going to be back to the times where you were waiting in line for food. And yeah. you know, I, I get most of my Russian history facts from the show, the Americans, uh, <laughs> which was a great show, but, okay. uh, uh, did you ever watch that? No, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Okay. It's about this, this, this American family. Yeah that they're basically Russian spies, mm. but they, it's back in the eighties. Okay. And they are raising a family in America. The right. kids don't know okay. that their, their parents are Russian spies, uh, but they're, it's, it's a fantastic show. It's just oh, the, it's it out, great actors and just a great story. Yeah. But you know, eventually it's one of those things where it, uh, I forget the point I was trying to make with this. That's but, where you learn your history from. Yeah, that's where I got yeah. my history from. So, I mean, it's there were definitely hard times yeah. in uh, in Russia, and, and those hard times feel like they're going to come. It's what is going to happen to the United States here that is the big question for, for yeah. us out of a selfish standpoint. You know, what's right. going to happen to us? Yeah, and of course we want to know that. And and that's the thing is, like, you, you look at it, because everybody always thinks that, uh, you know, China is involved with Russia in some way, which they, they are. Right, they are. But that's the thing is... How's I, Taiwan holding up? Yeah, and I've heard a few people say, like, why isn't China getting involved in this? Where it's like, they're not going to get involved in this situation. Well, the world is distracted. Right. So let let Taiwan uh, be overtaken by the Chinese government. And, yeah. um, you know, the... Uh, in eventually, this is obviously coordinated. Like, China's too smart to get involved in this, you know, situation. And that's the thing is, like, they were... I was seeing numbers that, like, how much military help Ukraine has gotten over the last few years from the West. And it's like, they've gotten millions, hundreds of millions of dollars sent over to them in, uh, you know, artillery and, and tanks and things like that. And it's like, that's why they're able to fight this war the way that they are. They were, they were prepared. They knew, they know, 
Putin's uh, knocking on the door. Yeah, they know he's nuts. Well, they they did say, I saw somebody uh, who kind of hypothesized, like, did this give the Ukrainians a false sense of security? Like, you have all this, you right. and, and you even wonder, is this, this narrative that the Ukrainians are doing such a good job of holding back the Russian armies, is that part of the 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 global narrative yeah. to make it sound like Russia's weaker and that, that Ukraine actually has, has a chance. Like there's right. one of my, my favorite clip to come out of this. There was a couple, but, but this one was my favorite. I think it was, uh, uh, that Island where there was oh, a, yeah, where there's a Russian war tank <laughs> yeah. approach approaching and it, it comes over the loudspeaker and, and I think there were maybe 13 Ukrainian soldiers defending this. Right. And the Russian battleship says, stand down. This is a Russian warship, uh, you know, surrender basically. Right. And that you hear them talking amongst themselves Yeah, and they say, Russian battleship, fuck you. Right. And like, that's the stand that they make. Like, yeah, that's amazing to me. Like, yeah, you are basically, you're given the option to keep your life. Yeah. And surrender your land. Right. Or, and they were told, they were told to, to stand down by, yeah. by Ukraine. Like if right. there's a battleship here, stand down. No, their attitude is fuck you. Come get us. Yeah. Man, how are you not, how does that not give you goosebumps though? From like yeah. this perspective. And, and it made me think about how we are as Americans. Do you think these Ukrainians are worried about arguing about uh, somebody's uh, like pronouns or, uh, you know, uh, what is uh, being forced to wear masks? Like, right. It's, it's such a, such a, a, a horrible thing to say, but I feel like as Americans, if this happened on our, our land, we're too busy fighting with each other that we'd never yeah. be able to rally because there's always going to be some idiot that says, yeah, I'm on the side of the Russians. Let them, let them come get us. You know what I mean? Or let them, let them have us. You know what? Because this country's yeah. gone to shit. Like, no, this is not gonna Every, every person would flee. Everybody, every rich person would go to their bunker right. and every, uh, everybody would just cower in, 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 and be a, big giant pussy while, while the, the, you'd have a few people who are like, all right, it's time. Let's bust out the guns. This is our, this is our time to shine. We're too busy fighting amongst each other to ever come together as a country again. It can't happen. I'm sorry. Well, I think that's the thing is it's just, we don't, we don't have that in us. We, We don't realize it. They've always had the threat of Putin next door. And they've known that like, this is not the first time that you know, Russia's attacked them. I think they said it was back in like, what was it? I think they said 2017 or something, Russia, you know, made some type of attack on them. And that's the thing is that you don't like, we don't have that over our shoulders. We don't have to look over our shoulders for, it's been 200 years, 250 some odd years since, since our, we've really had to, to, to fight it out with another country on us soil. I mean, let's be honest, the, the closest thing to, our country's memory to a war on U.S. soil was the Civil War when we fought it fought it out amongst each other. Well, like, let's be honest. And I feel like that's what would happen again now. And and that's the thing is that like the the Ukrainian people don't have another option because your other option is to surrender and right. be taken over by it's over. Russia. Right. And they, <laughs> what does that tell you about what kind Russia? Of a life they, is they, that? They really don't want to be a part of Russia. Right. Exactly. So if you're under Vladimir Putin's, uh, you know, regime, it's like, that's not going to work well for you either. So, 
you might as well fight it out. And I don't think as Americans, we have, think about if, just think if you had some crazy leader, uh, you know, in Canada that you would argue that we do. <laughs> I, I know, but I mean, as far, you know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> that you always have to worry about him taking over Oh yeah, over for sure. Country. If it was, if it was that, I mean, the closest thing we've had to that is probably the Mexican cartels, right? Yeah. Right. You know, or, or, you know, when, when Cuba was a, was, uh, uh, somewhat of a threat right back in the Castro days. Like that's yeah. as close as we've gotten to, um, to an all out war. But a lot of people forget that like, you know, Alaska and Russia, they almost touch, right? Like we're, I know. we're, we're like, if they're going to, if, if I, I, you wonder what's going on over there. Like if they're going to uh, come know. after us, could yeah, that would be, that would be where I start. Yeah. Probably made it. What's, what was the movie back from the eighties? Uh, was it called red Dawn? I don't know. Let me, hold on. I want to look. Yeah. That look up. it up. Cause that's the thing is that, uh, I think Alaska used to be part of Russia, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, that was, I could see that happening. And I, I think that's the other thing too, is that when you have a situation like this going on, it really opens up the rest of the world's eyes to, you know, what people deal with on a regular basis. And I think we should consider ourselves lucky to not have to deal with things like that. Yeah, it was it was Red Dawn, and was that was okay. a movie from the '80s. You've never seen it, no? Okay, so basically, these kids they're in Colorado, mm-hmm. and I remember this movie being like this was back when like on Channel Five they would play like movies uh, yeah, during the yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I remember it because of the opening scene. It right. was really it was really kind of bizarre. It's a small Colorado town. Okay, and these kids are in high school. Yeah. It's all the kids you would think of from like the eighties. I think it's like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> right. Um, uh, is Emilio, maybe Emilio's in, no, I don't know if he's oh. in that or not, okay. but anyway, they're sitting in cl- in the classroom. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see like these paratroopers coming in. Yeah. And it's the Soviets and they're oh, all okay. like looking at what the hell's going on. Just getting right. Blasted away. These yeah. guys are shooting through the room. They're, they're, they're basically taking over this, this small town. Yeah. Uh, at the peak of like the, the, the cold war panic right. and fear, but like these kids, they run off to the mountains yeah. and they're fighting the Soviets. Like they've, yeah. they've gotten their guns and it's like, I think like years that go by or something like that, but they're right. like, they're the last stand against the Soviets invading the United yeah. States. Like it's, okay. it's really cool. Like they, I think they remade it 10 years ago and it, yeah. Sucked, but uh I'll have to check that out. But it too. was a great the original one was great, and I think they called themselves Wolverines or something like that. It was <laughs> yeah. it was all it was badass. But like this is a wake-up call for the United States. Like right. we need to take on that Wolverine mentality. We have yeah. to sit back and say, like, together we are stronger because on a uh, we we may be approaching hard times. Yeah. And if we see another if we see an attack on U.S. soil, whether in the form of a, a nuke or something else like that, because it's not going to be boots on the ground. They ain't going right. to get here. No. They're not going to paratroop into your backyard like they did on <laughs> right. Red Dawn. But I think if we see that happening, like I really fear that we won't have that 9-11 moment where we all kind of come together, where everything yeah. just like we put our differences aside and we realize that at the end of the day, we're Americans first. Right. Like, 
how do we, how do we get back to that mentality? How do we get back to that mindset? Because like it makes all your other problems seem pretty petty when you you're watching people who are, are, are having to like grab guns for the first time and be separated from their families. Like yeah. what's really important and what's, what's really, what is life really about here? Like we have the, we have the freedom that most people in this world do not have. Yeah. And when we're challenged on that just a little bit, we, we get pissed off at each other, you know, it's just not, it's not worth it. I mean, you have to think of it in that level. You have to be a little bit, uh, aware of what's going on in the rest of the world. And like, I, I can say that because I've never been the type where I'm like, you know, Oh, America sucks. Like, you know, I've never been that type where I I realize exactly how good we have it here. Yeah. And I know that it's not perfect. It's definitely not not going to be perfect. We're, we're we're an imperfect species, right? But it's it's never going to be perfect. We all live in nice houses with running water and Uh, not all of us. No, there's, 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 there's there's where you got a little bit of the, like there's some places in the United States that look like third world countries. No, I know it. But as, as far as, you know, other countries go, we don't have that imminent threat around us like, like they do. And I think, you know, we should all be lucky to, to live here. Yeah. I, I, I would say we are like, I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. It's that, it's that life lotto. Like geography is the, the first mega millions ticket that you got that you won from being put here or even Canada or, uh, most of these, and you know, you could make comparisons to, you know, uh, great Britain and, and places like Italy and and France, like those are all pretty safe nations, but you live so damn close to the terror. Like it's, you're not far off from anything, but, but you know, we are, we're definitely very fortunate. I would just like to see, a, a change in tune. I saw somebody that, that, that posted something that said Ukrainian lives won't matter until black lives matter. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're fucked. We're fucked as people. If that's the perspective that we want to take on everything, like give me, give me a break. Like those are the type of, where's the compassion, right? Like it's not one or the other. Let's stop this. Let's, let's, let's really think about what's important here. Like, and another person posted, could you believe, can, can you imagine all of, uh, all of these people who are from Ukraine jammed into those, uh, uh, the tunnels and uh, seven, uh, you know, 50% of their people aren't vaccinated and nobody was wearing a mask. Oh God. Dear Lord, dear yeah. Lord. There's, there's, there's air raids, but they might get COVID fuck off. Let's yeah. stop this. It's so insane to me. I, well, I'm, I'm angry about that. This is the <laughs> kind of shit that makes me angry when you can't right. just put things in perspective and understand that these people are running for their lives. And these people were not trolls. Right. They were not just trying to put it out there. They were serious about their position. Well, those are the type of people that would go first if there was ever a war, because that's the thing is you, you have to, you have to be aware of reality and, and to sit there and say, and make that to me, that's people that just want attention. You you want attention. You want people to say like, Oh, we talked about last podcast. Right. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, but I think it's always going to be there. And I think, like you said, the, I think the closest thing that we'll see to boots on the ground is like, if there is a civil war, I mean, that's we we really are lucky to live in this country well the our, our luck might be running out sooner than we think i hate to be negative but it, it may be i i do have this question before we we roll out of here okay you know you you and i are both people who no we're not we're not military mm-hmm. we're not uh, don't have a whole lot of 
experience in in that department in any right. way, shape, or form. Could you see yourself fighting? I mean, uh, we are we are that age of mid thirties where if this were to happen, eighteen to sixty, we're smack dab in the middle. We're gonna be. We would be the ones put on the front line. Yes, and 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 could you see yourself? grabbing arms and, and fighting Definitely. to the death. I, I think, I think I would in that situation. If, if I was fighting for, you know, my freedom against a, a country like Russia and you're I, fighting for the freedom of your, your, your family and their futures, like, right. you know, you, you would hope yeah. that in that situation that your, your, your kids, your wife, other people they can take th- off, let them, but you're, yeah. you're fighting so that they have something to come back to. And, and I think that's what's, you know, there's people in our society that obviously do that every day by being active right. duty yeah. and, uh, and even, you know, police officers putting their lives on the line. And I will say, I'm not, I'm not that brave to, you know, sign do, up for right, it. Right. It's but, a worst case scenario. Yeah. But if it came up, I mean, I, and I always see, I feel like I'm always the type where those type of things, you know, they scare me as they should, but like, I, I've always noticed that whenever things come down to like, you know, uh, you know, emergency type situations, I, f- I feel like I do f- fairly well in them. I know um, what you mean. Yeah. When it's just little situations, uh, like that, that I've run into in my life, I feel like I usually rise to the occasion when I need to. So I think in a situation like that, I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Come you on. have to, you put that mindset on. It's like, okay, this is, if this is where it ends, this yeah. is where it ends. And I, I got to agree with you, Phil. Like this yeah. is, I think it's been a little inspiring to watch the mentality of these people who are individuals just like you and I have families just like you and I, and they, they see the writing on the wall and they do what they have to do. And it's like, yeah. like I said, it's to me, it's inspiring. And and yes. if that's the one thing to take away from this, uh, as you watch this play out on TV, like you should be inspired by what the Ukrainian people have, have done what a strong leader they have to stay back at the, at the Capitol, knowing that they are, uh, uh, he's public enemy number one. Right. And, and he, uh, sadly he'll, he'll probably die. Yeah. And, and it's, it, but, but at the end of the day, this is the world that we're living in and, and we have to, you know, I think being prepared is the main message from this, yeah. the, the takeaway from all this. And uh, let's hope things don't amp up. I think we'll know more by next podcast. Yeah. What, if anything has changed, cause I, I'm going to be keeping my eye on this and, and seeing how this plays out because I think, I think the whole world is on high alert right now and yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Yeah. I think in the next week or so we'll probably, see a lot more going on. I almost feel, I almost feel stupid signing off with the struggle is real because like you, you know, and, and maybe we'll think about changing that in light of all this because like their, their struggle is real. Our struggle, our struggle is, it's real to us. It's bullshit though. (laughs) It's uh, it's, it's just not, you know, it's not as serious of a struggle. Our struggle is bullshit. Thanks for (laughs) listening to the disconnect (laughs) until next time. We'll see you guys later.